0: Mindful uh, that this can be a difficult time for some because your precious mother did not make it to see another mother 's day and you know so I do want to to empathize with you in that and really encourage you that your your dear mom nothing uh, nothing prevents us from honoring your mom who has gone home to be with the Lord and and uh I pray that for you, God gives you the comfort and solace and peace and and whatever you need relationally to help you in your grieving and and to allow this to be a blessed time for you through the difficult time of not having Mom here to embrace and to talk to and and to do all the things that you were accustomed to doing with her. So I just want to acknowledge that, and I want to understand while we're celebrating mom, I know it's going to be a little bit different for everybody. Uh, Like Francis said, maybe you didn't have the best mom, uh, but, you know, I trust and, and, and I pray that God will enable you to see some virtue in her and, and 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 some reason that you can thank God for the mom that you had, because none of us are perfect, we all have our uh, challenges and and uh, and and in our hurt sometimes we hurt others and um, but there's nothing like a mother 's love, and uh we're going to do the best that we can to honor our moms and uh, to help you uh get through whatever you need to get through in order for you to do the same. Uh, and don't hesitate to and allow us to be there for you. If uh, you need a moment, if you need a shoulder to cry on, if you need uh, someone to vent to or someone to just be there for you and be present in your moment, we want to be there for you. And so um, I just felt it. I needed to say that. And if that applies to you today, God is here for you to meet you where you're at today, too. Amen? Praise the Lord. Um, Having said that, uh, it is time for Children's Church uh, to be released. And Rod, if uh, ages 13, okay, the full, okay, if you're, if you are here today and you have kids ages 13 and under, we have Children's Church for them. And uh, you can uh, follow Rod here to my left out the exit door. He'll get your kid registered and into the age-appropriate class. They'll have fun, they'll have a good time, and we'll make sure not to lose them. We'll get them back to you. Amen. Please join me in a brief word of prayer, and we'll get into today's word. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for Jesus, whom you gave. To pay the penalty for our sins no one took his life he gave his life for us because of your great love for us the Bible says that for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross despising the shame and I thank you Lord that we are that joy our redemption our reconciliation unto you Our being in relationship with you in heaven for eternity was the joy that was set before him. And he did it because he loves us. Let us never forget that. As we go through our own struggles and trials, let us remember what the revealed word of God has told us. That you will never leave us, nor forsake us that you love us with an incomprehensible love. Speak to us today, Lord, and and Lord, uh, help us to exalt you today in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, As many of you know, we've been on this series for the past month called Hidden Figures, where we're endeavoring to... Go through the Bible and honor women whose stories don't always get the just due that they deserve. Either their stories are skipped, ignored, or not understood to the fullest degree. And one thing that has been true throughout, pretty much throughout history from Bible times until today, there are You know, women have had to endure an uphill battle a lot of times when it comes to being properly appreciated and recognized for who they are and what they've contributed to our society and to our lives. Today's hidden figure is a Canaanite woman Depending on which gospel you see her in, in Mark, she's referred to as the Syrophoenician woman. Where in Matthew today, she's referred to as the Canaanite woman. Uh, So if you would, those of you who have your Bibles, if you return to Matthew chapter 15, we'll start in the 21st verse. I chose for a title, A Mother's Intercession. And I'll describe intercession as a plea or prayer to God on behalf of another. I'll read the first couple of verses, and it says in verse 21, And Jesus went away from there, and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon and behold a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying have mercy on me O Lord son of David my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon so he's traveling to the region of Tyre and Sidon if you go to Mark chapter 7, verse 24, it tells us that, Je- that this wasn't part of Jesus' plan. It tells us that he had entered a house and did not want anyone to know. So he's in the region on the down low. It would make sense for him not to want anyone to know about it because he said himself, his ministry scope was to the lost of the children of Israel. He's in a Gentile region, Tyre and Sidon. He's in, no doubt, the home of a Gentile in a Gentile region. So according to Jewish tradition, a faithful Jew would have nothing to do with Gentiles. And under no circumstances would they ever go into the home or house of a Gentile. So him being in a Gentile home, in a Gentile region, is a major break from Jewish tradition and could cause great offense. And I know we live in a time where, look, I stand, I'm going to do what I want to do in the Lord, and I don't care who gets offended by it. But when we act like that, we're not necessarily acting, representing Christ well. Because there is a divine order to things, and we need to make sure that what we're doing, we're doing according to the will of God and not our own will. See, he's in a region of the Gentiles. And while he knows he's going to eventually tear down the wall that separates Jew and Gentile, that time hasn't come yet. The wall is still up. He has not yet gone to the cross, suffered, bled, and died, and rose again to pave the way for them to be grafted in. It's not time to go out and and, and publicly minister and broadcast to the Gentiles. The time for that, that, that's why he uh, called Paul. He was going to send his disciples out to minister, but his focus was to the house of Israel. So he wasn't there to announce himself as the Messiah. He wasn't There to do what he had been doing in Israel through his ministry. He's there. And Mark tells us he did not want anyone to know about it, but this woman found him anyway. Jesus wanted to keep his presence there a secret. But the Bible says that Jesus could not be hidden. When Jesus is present, he cannot be hidden or contained. Because when Jesus is present, he touches lives. He touches and changes and transforms hearts and lives. When He's present, He cannot remain hidden. Especially for those who are seeking Him and will not be deterred in their seeking of Him. Seek. And you shall find. He will be found of you if you seek him with all your heart. Amen? Amen? And it might be a challenge, it might be difficult. Let's go back to Matthew and pick it back up at the 22nd verse. He wanted to be secret, but he could not be hidden. So while he's in this place, and wanted his presence there to remain private, keep the circle small. This woman comes out of nowhere, and it says, And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon." How many of you know when you are in desperate need, you don't care about the inconvenience of others? All you know is that you've got a need. And here we are on Mother's Day. The character that we're talking about today is a mother, and she's approaching Jesus. She doesn't care about protocol. She doesn't care about the fact that he's wanting to keep a low profile. She's there interceding on the behalf of her daughter. Her baby girl is oppressed by a demon and, and and she's not able to fix it. But somewhere along the way, she heard about Jesus. And I don't know how she found out he was there, but she found out. And mama's gonna do Whatever she can do to fix whatever her children's problems are. That's the, that's the heart of a mother. That's the love of a mother. She does not want to see her, her children in pain, her children suffering, her children hurting. She's not there for herself. Her baby girl has a desperate need that mama can't provide. But mama heard about a man named Jesus who could. And she tracked down Jesus. Again, remember, low profile. Doesn't want anybody to know. So tracking Jesus down couldn't have been easy. You know, there are challenges to... To pursuing Jesus. Sometimes it's hard. This woman is an example of not letting the challenges stop her from tracking down Jesus. Remember, he didn't want anyone to know he was there, yet, Mama tracked him down like she was Sherlock Holmes. And look at her plea to him. She's interceding for her daughter to be delivered from demonic oppression. And she will not leave without getting from Jesus what she went there for. All right, so I want us to fully appreciate what she was dealing with. Remember, Jesus is a Jew. Remember what we've been talking about for the past month. Women were not highly valued. Oftentimes, if she were to approach uh, typically uh, 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 a, a man, particularly a Jewish man, lo, let it not be a religious leader. She would be cold and harshly dismissed. She would not be recognized in any way. And she understands this. She understands that what she's going to encounter is probably going to be a lot of rudeness. Lack of compassion and empathy. They're not going to want to hear her or put up with her or care much about what her situation is. But she doesn't care about what she has to put up with. She's willing to do it for the health and welfare of her child. Again, on Mother's Day, we're talking about the mother's love. A mother will endure, there's no limit to what a mother will endure. to help her suffering child and so she approaches him and here is what she's here's what she's confronted with this is a plea she came crying have mercy O lord son of david my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon This is a Canaanite woman approaching Jesus. And what she called him, son of David, is a messianic title. Even in Israel, people weren't calling him that. And yet this woman, she comes and approaches him and she is acknowledging him Humbly approaching him and acknowledging him as Messiah. Don't, let's not glance over son of David. There is significance there. So she comes to him humbly and tells him her problem. And we all know the heart of Jesus. But what he does in this next verse could be a problem for many people because here is this mother desperate and it says but he did not answer her a word silence what do you do when you're praying Crying out to God. And it does not seem that he's hearing you. You're praying to God. You have a desperate need. And all that seems to be coming back at you is silence. Does God care? How many of you know your circumstance can make you change in your mind what you know to be true about God? See, our circumstances will make us say, oh, he doesn't care. He might be good, but he's not good to me. You say God is full of compassion? No, I'm not feeling it. Those are those challenges that we have to push through. Because that's an example that she leaves us here because she pushes through every obstacle she pushes through every challenge in this story and that first challenge is the silence of Jesus and you can tell she didn't just say this once she kept saying it again she's there to get what she came there for and she knows Jesus is the only one that can give it to her and eventually it begins to bug the disciples they're annoyed. They go, to, they go to Jesus, and his disciples came and begged him, saying, send her away, for she is crying out after us. No, she is persistent in her crying out after us. That, the Greek connotation of that send her away is that send her away satisfied. Please, give this woman what she wants and send her away, because she's not going away otherwise. It doesn't say Jesus is annoyed. They're annoyed. They're like, come on, man. Enough is enough. But Jesus is silent. Can can I just say real quick, uh, talking about her, going back to her prayer to the Lord. She's there interceding for her daughter she does it in a way that really displays the heart of intercession because notice she starts it off by saying have mercy on me O lord you know when you're interceding on someone and it, and, and it is as if you share in their burden You care so deeply about what they're going through. Lord, I am suffering with them. Have mercy on me by blessing them. I am in torment over what they are going through. Lord, please intervene on their behalf. It's easy to see that since it's a mother-daughter situation, but that is the heart of intercession. Deep desire of the heart. Lord, have mercy on me. My daughter is severely oppressed by a devil. All right, so Jesus doesn't answer. The disciples come after him pleading, and he responds to them and says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It's like, what? Hey, this is outside the scope. I ain't sent to her. I'm not sent to her people right now. I'm sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You know, Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear him say. He, He was about the mission that God the father gave him. And here we have a plea from this Canaanite woman who wants some of that blessing poured out on her and her family. And Jesus could have immediately answered her prayer, but he doesn't. He remains silent. Has anybody else but me experienced what she's experienced? Has anybody else felt like God was silent? The situation desperate, and we're wondering, what is he doing up there? I, I read in the Bible, immediately this was done. Immediately this was done. Immediately this was done. This was done and here I am struggling. Why the silence? Why the inaction? You know, it's, how do we handle ourselves in those situations? The silence is something we're going to have to push through. Jesus doesn't do anything by happenstance, He doesn't do anything without purpose. And James tells us that count it all joy when we go through various trials and when your faith is put to the test, right? Because it produces perseverance. And there are times when the Lord wants to produce in us something, wants us to persist in our praying, wants us to continue. wants to challenge our faith that we might grow in it. If everything comes easy for us, how do we grow? Right? And so he could have answered our prayer, but he is silent. And I don't know all of his reasons, but it, it doesn't change what I know of him as it is revealed about him in Scripture. And that's what we have to hold on to, the truth of God's word. He's silent. That's one hurdle, one challenge. The next one is like, <laughs> She's not the focus of my ministry. But she came, in verse twenty five, knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, <laughs> It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Who is this Jesus? How do you think he'd respond if someone said that to you? Forget someone. If Jesus has said that to you. All right. Let's not go there. Let's just see how she responded. It's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. I love this woman. (coughs) I love her humble attitude before the Lord, I love her tenacity. You talk about mama bear, this is a mama bear right here. Yeah. Although, it, this is not mama bear trying to scratch and claw somebody's eyes out. This is mama bear there to get the, uh, the deliverance that her daughter needs. Yeah. Yeah. See, she realizes, this is not about me. And it might seem, you know, his silence... I tell you what, people can get all rankled if you're trying to talk to somebody and they're giving you the silent treatment. Talk to me. You're not just going to disregard me. I'm here. Talk to me. You call me a dog? What'd you say to me? But this woman stays humble and she stays focused on why she's there right these might be in, these would be insulting comments to a lot of people but she's not seeing she's not receiving them as, as insults she's there is she's there in total humility she knows who she's approached she knows who she's talking to she knows she didn't come there with rights that that she's entitled to she's there making an appeal to the Messiah, the son of David. And, and really, at the core of all this, she has a child that she dearly loves that's depending on mama to do whatever she can to set her free. So mama's only concerned about baby, baby girl back at home. Are you hearing me? And mama willing to put up with anything She'll push through. You know, she's not going to, if the road isn't paved with gold and easy, that doesn't doesn't bother her. Put up whatever hurdle you want. Put up whatever obstacle you want. Put up whatever challenge you want. I'm going to persist in pursuing the Lord and pursuing what I need from him. Silence won't be deterred. You're not in my ministry scope, won't be deterred. What I'm doing is for the children of God. It's not for you. Jesus didn't lie when he said that. What is he saying when he said that? He's like, this is for the children of God. You are not among the children of God yet. You know, just think about it at home. We have a hundred pound well, he's, he's probably buffed up to 100 pounds. I'll just say 90, I'll give him a benefit of the doubt. 95 pound lab at home. And anytime it's meal time he parks his butt right there at the table. And he starts with whoever he has gotten the most success with getting food from at every meal. But he'll work his way through the whole family. And he'll sit there, and he'll hope that something drops. And if it drops, it's gone. If you turn your head long enough, it will end up snatched off your plate. Sometimes you have to put him in a crate just to get him, just to keep the food safe. And there are times it's it's like he's like a a, a, a sentinel or a centurion. He's just sitting there. He's just watching, and I make fun of him. It's like, man, check. I appreciate how well you're guarding my daughter, making sure nothing happens to her or her food while she eats. When really, I know what I know what he's doing. He's hoping to get a payout. (laughs) Well, he's faithful, and he'll do it until you eat the last bite. He doesn't complain. He just walks over to his spot. It's like, well. As long as there was some food being consumed, I had a chance. Once the food is gone, he's gone. He's not mad or anything. He just knows. (laughs) It's the funny thing. So she knows, you know, so she knows the situation. And Jesus is saying, now, before I say this, as much as I love my dog, I'm not going to let the my children starve to feed him. Right? The, my, my dog doesn't get the, the portions that my children get. Right? That's just the, the fact of the matter. And so he's like, it's it's not Right for me to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs, but I love her response. She's like, "Yeah, but I'm not asking for the children's portion, right? I I, I don't really care where I am on the hierarchy, right? I'm not I'm not demanding to be viewed the as same as them. I'll settle for the crumbs that fall from the table, right? I, I, I'm not concerned about my status like that. All I got." All I don't care about is my baby girl. And I know God's a healing God. I know God is a deliverer. Right? I know God has, has and will do for the Gentiles. He has shown that he is uh, willing and able to do for the Gentiles in, in spots what he's done with his chosen people. He said, I, I'll take scraps. How many of you know that that last response about not being right to take the children's bread and giving it to the dogs, that might have been the last straw for a lot of people. And we'd have got off on a huff and we'd have walked away. How dare he? Disrespect me that way. Lose sight, make it personal, and end up walking off without getting what we came there for. But she didn't let that, distract her. She did not let that, or pride, be the obstacle she was unable to overcome. You see, when we look at challenges and obstacles, we we tend to look at only those things that are external, like somebody's attitude, or the words somebody say, and so forth. But a lot of times, the biggest obstacles to overcome are those, are those character flaws within us. That could be a pretty humiliating-sounding comment that Jesus made, and her pride could have welled up. And if her pride welled up, she'd have responded in a way that would have caused her to walk away empty-handed. So you're going to face challenges in life this walk of faith in the Lord is not easy and it's not meant to be I don't hear any amens but I just want you to understand this walk of faith we're walking with the Lord when he says take up there's a reason he says take up your cross and follow me this is not easy and it's not meant to be And he will work in our lives in such a way as to challenge us. But he's not challenging us because he's against us. He's not challenging us because he's angry at us. He challenges us because we need to be challenged if we're going to grow in this thing. In our relationship and in our walk with the Lord. And we need to embrace that, see the value in it, and actually invite God to do that more and more in our lives. Because we want to be challenged. We want to grow. If the trying of my faith is more precious than that of pure gold because it produces these character traits that's going to help me endure and persevere in the faith, then God, I want that because I want to grow to be more like Christ. So we need to develop an appetite for that. God, try me. Test me. Instead of asking why, we need to say, okay, God, if you're allowing this, There has to be purpose in it. But she will not. Leave there without what she came there for. And she said, Lord, I love it. Yet even the dogs. Eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. What does it take to press through all the challenges, the silence, the insults? What seem like insults, what seem like harsh and at least unkind or uncompassionate responses. What does it take to push through all of that? I don't think we need a a huge list, 10 steps to make this happen in your life. I think the simple truth is that faith in the revealed word of God is what it takes faith in the goodness compassion and faithfulness of God Uh, uh, a faith that will not allow you your circumstances to redefine who God is to you I'm going to ask you to go to Luke chapter 1 to kind of illustrate this point this is in line with what Jesus himself said and he says and he told them A parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. So he sets up the parable with that little verse. This is the takeaway to be drawn from this parable. The effect he's hoping for it to have on us is that we learn to always to pray and not lose heart. Even when the circumstances are changing, it seems for the worse. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. Now, if she had to keep coming to him, that means she oftentimes left there without getting an answer, the answer that she wanted, without getting the result that she wanted. But she persisted. I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? It's an interesting juxtaposition on these. I mean, it seems to be a contradiction of terms. It's like, you know, hear what the unrighteous judge says. Will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? If they're continuing to cry to him day and night, that means it's taking a while for it to happen. But he says he will give justice speedily. Right? So it requires, I will say, how do we reconcile those things? I will say it this way. Again, there is a season, there is a time, there is an order to, to, to how God works. And at the end of the day, it's not about you and my will. It's about his will. And just because we want something done by a specific time doesn't mean it fits within the will of God. And we have to yield to God in that and persist in prayer. If we know what we're asking is in line with God's word and we know who God is as he has been revealed to us through his word, then we're going to have to stand in and rest in that. And keep persisting, keep persisting. And not let the circumstances cause us to go into doubt, fear, and unbelief or to cause us to uh, yield to deception and, and, and turn away when we should be standing strong in the Lord. That woman, that widow face an obstinate judge the Bible calls him an unrighteous judge which tells me God can give you justice even if the obstacle in front of you is an unrighteous judge but when God is ready to move will he find faith in other words will you have persisted or will you have allowed the circumstances to discourage it to the point that you've given up and moved on? Let that not be our story. Let that not be what we're characterized by. Let us be characterized like the widow in that story and like the Canaanite woman in our main story today. That we're not giving up circumstances being what they are. It doesn't change who God is. What he's capable of what he's willing to do, it it doesn't change who he is and what his word says. And the circumstances will not conquer me because I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves me. Amen? And we need to know Yeah, I've still got some time. There is this whole issue of, you've ever heard the statement, we don't know what we don't know. A lot of times when we're praying to God, and we're experiencing silence, doesn't, you know, we fill in the blanks in our mind with, I will say, spiritually nonsensical stuff, right? Just because you're not hearing God say something doesn't mean that God's not hearing you and that God hasn't already started to work things out. Case in point, uh, Daniel chapter 10, Daniel's praying to the Lord for him to send help. 21 days or three weeks later, you have the archangel Michael he comes up to him, and he announces his presence, and he says, we would have been here sooner. But but the devil and his forces put up resistance, and there was battle. So there were battles in the heavenlies that delayed the arrival of the help. Now, for 21 days, it could, you know, Daniel could have decided, you know what? God is silent. He's not hearing me. He's not doing anything. Nothing's in the works. Why don't we just give up and call it a day and just take the loss? And the day would have been lost. Who knows? We don't know what we don't know. What we can't do is let the circumstances cause us to dismiss what we do know. To abandon or reject what we do know and create some narrative that is rooted in deception. Instead of the truth of God's word. That's what our mother in today's story did. She did not allow the circumstances. She did not allow the desperation in her heart to cause her to move into deception or to reject what she knew to be true about the son of David, the Messiah. She did not let anything distract her away from the need That her baby girl had. And she refused to allow herself to walk in offense. Toward the only one who could. Provide the deliverance that her daughter needed. Faith. Not in what we see. But in what the word of God says faith not defined by our circumstances but in who we know God to be not only in ability but in character and we're going to hold on to that And, and holding on to that is what will enable us to persevere to endure, God doesn't change; He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Him, there is no variableness or shadow of turning. And what did Jesus say? He said, uh, 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 He said to His disciples, "Is that I will never leave you, nor forsake you." So if you feel left or forsaken by God, let me tell you, in no uncertain terms, you might feel that way, but but that's all it is, is a feeling, right? The truth of the matter is that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you, he will never abandon you. And so if you're feeling that way, then we need to get into the word so that we can encourage ourselves in the truth of God's word. I might feel abandoned, but I'm not abandoned. It might feel like he's turned a deaf ear to me, but he's not turned a deaf ear to me. There were times in my life that I prayed to God for stuff and I wanted it desperately. I had a time limit on when God needed to do this thing. But it was my time limit. I felt like if it didn't get worked out in that time, then it probably couldn't be worked out. But see, I wasn't considering the God factor. And I thought that when I didn't get those things that God didn't hear me. Two things that I have learned throughout, throughout my life. What I thought I needed. I, I was clueless in, in some of those cases as to what I thought I needed. And I'm thankful that God's answer, it turns out he wasn't silent. He just said no. And I realized, and it became evident to me that if I had gotten what I wanted, it would have been to my detriment. And so God saved me from my own ignorance. But there were also times where I thought God wasn't listening. I thought he abandoned me. I thought he wasn't hearing me. And I, and I had made the decision that I wasn't going to get what I cried out to God for. I learned that God put that on my heart for a reason. He was going to give that to me, but it was not for that season and for that time. Those things came to pass in the moment that he intended for it to come to pass. And when I was ready to receive it and to walk in integrity in it. So, God's answer wasn't silence. It wasn't no. It was not now. And I just had to persist in what I knew to be the case. But, you know, God taught me some things through some frustrating moments in my life where I didn't fully understand. I was immature in my understanding of Him and how He operated. I still had some dad hurt issues and I was projecting those things onto God. I can tell you that now, but I didn't know that then. But, you know, it's amazing how you interpret scripture because I was like, well, he said he'll be a father to the fatherless. So, you know, uh, I want him to be what my dad wasn't. Right. And so everything I wanted my dad to do. I wanted dad that when I needed something and wanted something, he was going to give me what I wanted. But life doesn't work that way. There's more to fatherhood. There's more to motherhood than that. And so we're accountable to God for you, to raise you up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so there are times when mothers have to make those choices. The kids don't always appreciate How mom does her business. I don't want to air out too much of the dirty laundry, but, uh, you know, I had issues with my mom. And uh, it's amazing how wise my mom became when I hit 24, 25 years old. And a lot of the things that she tried to teach me, and I thought, well, maybe that was that was good in your day. But... You know, things are different now. And I got this. I know what I'm doing, Mom. Only to find out that everything she tried to warn me about <laughs> came true. And I was like, man, she knew what she was talking about. I had to go and apologize to my mom for being such a jerk sometimes. And, you know, uh, it, it sometimes... Um, moms have to endure that probably more more than you should you're not always as appreciated as you ought to be I don't know anything about this Canaanite woman and it doesn't give us a whole lot of detail maybe she made mistakes I don't know if she had anything to do with her daughter being oppressed by a demon. I don't know how she performed as a mother, but it really doesn't matter how she performed as a mother. It, it matters to me, you know, the heart of this mother. The spirit of motherhood that she is she, she's wearing on her, and how she selflessly subjects herself to the mercy of this man she's never met before. She's desperate. It takes major humility for you to get on your knees before someone and beg them for their help so it doesn't matter how she performed up to that point what matters is how she is conducting herself in this moment and how she embodies motherhood in this moment is precious. And she moved Jesus. I'll finish in verse 28 of Matthew 15. Jesus responded to her when she said, Yea, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. He said, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. I'm sure a a very good and substantive discussion can be had around the meaning and the nuance of what what he means by great is your faith. And what all went into that. But I believe it's pretty obvious from what we've gone through, just from what we've the verses we've gone through today. I don't know that we're talking about volume of faith, because Jesus said it only takes the faith as a grain of a mustard seed to move mountains. But I will say Her persistence, her perseverance. Nothing he said up to that point changed who he was to her. Nothing he said changed what he could do for her, for her daughter. no obstacle no hurdle no roadblock put up on, put in front of her was going to deter her from persisting in faith in her plea to the lord so on this mother's day um I, I want to commend my dearly departed grandmother, we didn't say grandmother, at my house, she was big mama. I want to commend my mother, love you mom, I want to commend my mother for persevering, for praying for, the, for, praying for her baby boy and for my big mama, her grandbaby boy, to come to the Lord. Be used by God. And when I was buck wild out there running around. Still praying. Trusting God. Being there. For me. To correct me when I needed to be corrected. But to be there for me when I needed someone to be there for me. As best as they could. Never stop trusting God on my behalf. And God proved faithful. To them. Right. That's the Persistence. Of a mother. It's the intercession of a mother. The power that it contains. And I ask you all to stand. Hallelujah. Father God, I ask your blessing on.